are about to witness the strength of Flex Talk. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Flix Talk. Now, I know we haven't been here in a while, but we had to come back for a special one right here. The next Steven Spielberg movie, Ready Player One. Hello? Yo. Yo. What's up, buddy? What's up, brother? How are you, brother? Good, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Steve. Long time no talk about movies I know, dude, and Flix. Three weeks. Yeah, we took a short little break, uh, mainly because we were getting our lives together, I think, it what, it, what it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't find any time for any flicks, but now I did, and we're back for an amazing <laughs> flick to talk about, right? Flicks talk, flicks talk. <laughs> flicks talk was dead, but we're back. <laughs> yeah, so I let everybody know I did a little quick little intro um, that we are back. We took a little break, but we had to come back because this movie that just dropped this past Friday, Ready Player One, was fucking amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So I saw it um, the uh, Sunday that it came out, this past Sunday, and then I saw it again. I had to take my brother, who just flew in from Colorado. He's staying with us for a little bit. I went to go show him the movie as well. So nice. I saw I had a I had a kind of like couple day span um to let it soak in the first time, but there was a lot of things that I caught the first the second time that I did not catch the first time, especially if you guys don't know about it, this movie has so many, many little nostalgic like eighties, nineties pop culture characters, and I definitely caught a lot of them the second time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you see it in three D yet? Nah, I'm not a fan of 3D. Um, just a fan of like more IMAX, and even like the standard is is getting a lot better. So yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you saw it tonight, right? Yeah, but I didn't see it in 3D. I was going to, but it was like, well, sometimes I get like weird like headaches from my eyes start hurting. Uh-huh. But but I I don't know. Next time I see it, I'm, I'm probably gonna see it in 3D. Okay. Like you're a big it, fan it, of 3D, or huh? are you a big fan of 3D? Um, somewhat. Yeah, I don't like hate it, but it's just some movies I feel like. They don't really shoot certain scenes in 3D, so it's kind of pointless. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's very true. Sometimes they kind of add it in post, I heard. They add like a little like, effect to make yeah. it 3D or some objects 3D when you can tell that it obviously wasn't filmed in 3D. Yeah, but at least it's not as bad as a DC and that mustache removal, right? Oh, good lord. <laughs> By the way, they keep pumping that new uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, which looks so badass, and the guy from Superman's going to be in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the villain. So yeah, let's talk about it, man. Spill your guts. It was pretty good, man. I, I gotta give. I'm not gonna rate it now, but uh, I mean, the the CGI was amazing. The acting mm-hmm. was 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 decent for you know. I think a lot of those actors were newcomers. You know, yeah. I, 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 there, there weren't any familiar faces that I've seen. Right, right. A lot, a, a big, a big young cast. I think it was throughout the board. I mean, other than the creators of the Oasis. So, in a nutshell, <clears throat> before we get into all the gory details is um, we're in the year 2045, I believe it was. That is correct, sir. Yeah, 20, is- 2045 in Columbus, Ohio. And it's um, the, our main character explains that there was a corn syrup shortage and a bandwidth war that they just survived. So the world's kind of 
it kind of in a, in a ghetto state, I guess, you know, in ruins. And um, you have kind of everybody that is trying to just escape reality. And uh, these guys come along and they develop something called the Oasis, which is pretty much just VR to the extreme. Like right. VR just kind of pushed to the maximum. You know, you can feel it. You can hear it. You live it. You see everything in, in 360 degrees. But like, like you're there. You know what I mean? Not like VR like, how it is now, but. Yeah, it's like Nintendo's body glove on crack. Right. And you are wearing a full bodysuit body glove. And, um, you know, it's just him trying to win these challenges uh, throughout the game and uh, throughout the Oasis, the VR. He has to go through a series of games to unlock these keys because the creator of the Oasis has passed away. And he said he left an Easter egg. Whoever finds it, you know, gets to run Oasis and get, I believe, half a trillion dollars, something crazy like that. It kind of reminded me of Willy Wonka. You know, you, you, you get to, you know, win this at the end of the, at the end of the yeah. tour type of thing, right? Yeah. And like, um, you know, in, instead of, um, instead of a golden ticket, it was, uh, numerous, numerous, uh, challenges that they had to do to get, to get the, the factory. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Not only that, it was not a golden ticket. It was a golden egg at the end of the movie. Yeah. Not, oh, a, yeah, not a spoiler at all. I mean, it's an Easter egg. It's, it's you know, it's representative of, of what it is. And um, now let me jump into this cast right here because like we talked about, it was a cast that we really hadn't seen too much about. I know I had seen this main kid somewhere and his name is Ty Sheridan. He paid Parzival. And uh, a lot of weird names in this movie. He had Artemis, Parzival, Sorrento, H, oh. I... Ow, I think was one of them. And uh, you okay? <laughs> no, I said, oh, now, no, I, I know where he's from now. You, you, ever, you remember that movie Mud? Did you ever see Mud with Nicolas Cage? Had a good had a good story, but the movie didn't do too well. Mud. Are you talking you about the one mud? with Matthew McConaughey? <sighs> yeah, my bad. Matthew McConaughey. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of Joe. I'm thinking of Joe, but he's in Mud, too. Oh. He's in Joe, and he's in Mud. Remember Joe with Nicolas Cage where he's that weird? Like, and, I never saw it. Never saw it, buddy. Um, you have oh. IROC. So it's a, it's a pretty much a bunch of gamer tags and they're spelled a little weird. Like Artemis is spelled A-R-T, the number three M-I-S. And, you know, uh, TJ Miller's in the movie who plays in a freaking funny character, IROC. I'm, I'm sure you got, you caught him, right? Yeah, he was pretty funny. Yeah, he was really, really the, the comedic humor there. Um, you had Simon Pegg, who was also one of the co-creators. And, um, who was Ogden, uh, Ogden Morrow. So you have a lot of these wild names, um, and a lot of gamer tags and stuff like that. But this kid, uh, main kid, his name is Ty Sheridan. And it looks like, yeah, you're correct. He was in Joe and Mud and X-Men Apocalypse. He played, uh, Young Cyclops is what it was. There you go. It's Whoa. like, yeah. And it looks like he's going to be in the next X-Men Dark Phoenix movie, which looks I mean, well, I mean, they haven't really shown too much, but I've seen a couple stills, and I think it's, I think it's stills. I don't know if it's fan created, but um, from what I've heard, it's going to go into the whole, you know, Phoenix prequel and how she became. Yeah. It's going to be awesome, dude. I can't wait for the new mutants too. Let's hug the new mutants in here. Yeah, we want a few new mutants. <laughs> first, first um, horror movie, first horror movie from Marvel. Um, it's 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 going to be great. It's going to be huge. Yeah, especially with like Logan leaving off kind of how it, how it did with, um, with, uh, his daughter or his DNA, you know, and, and, um, a lot of the young mutants there. I mean, it just kind of leads the way for, 
um, a whole new generation of people to appreciate mutants. Yes. But let's get back to this movie, Ready Player One, uh, which just came out. Like I said, I believe – I love to give exact dates. I never know them. Okay, March 29, 2018 is when it came out. Um, it's gotten huge reviews. Uh, only about 80% in Rotten Tomatoes. I thought that was a lot lower than what I give it. You know, they're, they're assholes. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is terrible. I'm not going to lie. Um, because a lot of the movies that I have personally loved, they've given a, a, they've given a low score to. Whereas IMDb gives this an 8.0 out of 10, which is a more respectable. Um, I mean, I guess that would be an 80% as well, right? So, yeah. okay. So, I take that back. Actually, the Rotten Tomatoes audience score was 80%. I believe the Rotten Tomatoes score was 70... Six, something around yeah it was, it was a little lower um so yeah let's let's get into into this i mean it was directed by steven spielberg who directed pff, timeless classics bro freaking et um uh oh, yeah. ai minor, minority report uh close encounters jurassic park you know big big films and and i remember you talking about it one of the last episodes you know, you're talking about the whole uh, Jurassic Park, why it did so well for the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a big budget too, man. Did you see the budget on this thing? What was it? Like $200 million? $175 million. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it seems like that's what the norm is, the average for these movies nowadays. Mm-hmm. Around anywhere from 80, 180 to about $200 million. It was crazy. Yeah. It, it looks like there's going to be a lot of big blockbusters coming up this summer. But, um, yeah, this is one to kick off spring. I thought it was freaking amazing. Um, nothing but likes from this movie. I love the CGI. I love the kids. Uh, I really felt for the main character, Parzival. Right. And yeah. um, especially the, the ending scene. I'm not going to give it away, but there's that ending finale scene and the music behind it was like, it, it really brought me to like an old Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. You know. I, I also liked the little, they had Easter eggs inside the Easter eggs. You notice that? I oh, love when, um, really? when uh, what's her character? Well, well to me, I, I know, I know, you know what I'm thinking. There's that one part. I don't want to give a spoiler alert, but there's a certain uh, fan that we grew up with that uh, kills some people in there. Remember? Hmm. Starts with the C, David. Starts with the C. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. That is the, the David, third, I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the third act. Oh, yeah, same here. So, I mean, it was funny because the first time I did see it with my girlfriend, and I think she always gets a little <laughs> embarrassed when I kind of fanboy out. But when I saw that scene, or especially the scene uh, with the Iron Giant, Yes. Um, where something happens to the Iron Giant and he gives a little nod to a sequel that I love. We won't get into it. Yes. But <laughs> it's hard not talking about, you know, spoilers. Yeah, I don't know if you can do it. Can you do it? It's, it's like... Well, I'll just, I'll just say this. Uh, the Iron Giant gives a thumbs up and the same thumbs up that was in Terminator 2 at the end of Thumb- Terminator 2. Go. And when yeah. I, do when I saw that, I like, my heart lit up like... I lit up with joy. And then it would, it would have been even funnier if they played the music at the end. We're like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, it had a, had a great, had a great soundtrack too. And, and Steven Spielberg always comes with the great soundtracks, especially like Jurassic park. Like when they, you know, welcome to Jurassic park. And then you, you have that epic, like epic John music, Williams, dude. John Williams, give it up for John Williams. Oh, is it the same, uh, John Williams composer? composer? No, no, no. I think he's dead, but I'm oh. saying that Steven Spielberg, you know, he used John Williams for that. Mm. Uh, 
Superman, all the all the good, all the greats. Okay, all the great movies. Okay, and see the thing is, I, I'm glad he's still doing movies because I think a lot of people have forgotten um, about his his past movies. I mean, other than like, um, yeah, AI. Oh, oh, yeah, that was pretty bad. But like, um, did he do the last uh, uh, Indiana Jones movie, the one that didn't do so well? I don't. I hope not. Yeah. I'm trying to look at these credits over here, and it looks like he has a lot of executive producer credits. I didn't know he was executive producer of Eagle Eye back in 2008. Really? Interesting. Executive producer on uh, Transformers as well. Hmm. Okay. Well, someone needs his money, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs his money. <laughs> no, he has he has a lot of credits to his name. Writer, director, producer, uh, even an actor, editor, uh, geez, he has a lot of it under his belt. But anyways, back to this film. Um, I loved a lot of the CGI. I loved a lot of the acting. Um, right. The story was great. I mean, you kind of had two stories because you had one in the Oasis uh, where everyone kind of just escaped. And then you had the real world where they were dealing with some real world situations where – uh, you had some evil people that kind of wanted to take over the Oasis. So you had a, a conflict there trying to stop that. So um, overall, I, I, I give it – I think I'm going to jump to my score already. I'm going to give it a solid uh, 9 out of 10, 90% out of 100. I definitely want to pick it up even though I've seen it twice already. I want to pick it up on Blu-ray just because of how crispy and clean like the 80s and 90s pop culture um, – characters were in there because like you know i didn't explain before but once you enter the oasis you you are you can create an avatar so you pretty much can create yeah. whatever you want to whatever you want your your image to be so you can go in there and you can become goro for mortal Kombat, or you can uh become godzilla or you can become you know it doesn't matter how small or how tall you can create whatever your heart's content and you kind of interact with the rest of the characters in this you know whether it be a dance club or a restaurant or wherever it is it's a second world you know second yeah. life so i thought that was really fun seeing that and i mean it is huge with vr right now i, I feel i feel like vr is phasing a little bit vr in real life it's phasing a little bit yeah I, you know what i think it's more of a trend mm -hmm. i think it i think it's not gonna uh I, th I don't think it's going to take off as much as people would like to see it. Yeah. Until they bring down the prices to make it more affordable. Yeah. You know, because yeah. like the PS4 has something like that, but it's like $400 or something like that. And I don't even know how much the games are, but. Yeah. And it was kind of interesting in this, in this movie, even though a lot of people um, were living in poverty, they all were invested in this game. I mean, financially, I mean, they were buying things and another thing is too once you win challenges in the game they give you coins where you can actually buy real world items so people were buying actual suits that made them feel the impact of like bullets and stuff like that and just uh just overall senses go crazy um you could buy suits like that you can buy you could buy all kinds of little things from the oasis itself you know right so, and I mean, they, were to do, they were trying to make it more like Hey, this is your life now, almost. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was more like they needed that financial, um, they needed that financial help from the game. Yeah. And without the without the game, a lot of these people didn't even have jobs. You know, a lot right. of people just sat home all day. And that's how they paid the bills, I guess. Yeah. So watching the second time, I mean, for myself, uh, I had to wonder: Did the government provide maybe like a low end Oasis headset VR for them? 
Because where are they getting the money to do this? Because literally everybody, homeless or not, had a VR set. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Did you notice that? I mean, you had people on the street that looked pretty, you know, pretty in bad shape. And they had a VR set. Right. You know, so I don't know if this was something that they were kind of encouraging. But you noticed as the tiers kind of went up, as far as wealth went, went up, it people got better equipment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So or maybe it was some kind of like maybe it was some kind of section eight housing where they provided, like you said, they provided the uh, the equipment for these people. Yeah, yeah. Another actress I like in the in the film who uh, was the one that played Artemis. It was Olivia Cook. I thought she was a really good actress, man. I hadn't seen too much of her. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, did you notice that little um, that little uh, uh, Easter egg there with uh, what um, what she was writing? Mm-hmm. Do you know? What- did you know what that was from, David? I don't think that was an Easter egg. They 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 well, they said it in the film. What kind of bike she's riding? I didn't realize until I got home. I was like, "Oh shit, that's that's the bike that Akira had." Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So the yeah. So the, so the character of um, Artemis, she's riding a uh, a motorcycle from Akira. So that's a, that's a thing too. Um, not only building your avatars, you kind of build um, the rides for for your avatar. I mean, so. Parzival, he drives in the DeLorean, which is iconic, epic. And, um, he's, he's, and Parzival was born in like the year 2025, I believe, but he's an 80s baby at heart for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, and along with that, um, he listened to a lot of that 80s music, the Duran Duran, that whole new wave m- movement. He knew about like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He knew about like Ferris Bueller, a lot of pop culture, a lot of the, old Atari 2800 games or 2600. I, I forget what, num- what the number is, uh, 2600 games and stuff like that. And, and I think he was just so, he was so passionate for the creator of Oasis that he just kind of emerged his whole life in that, you know? Yeah. Game part of it, man. A lot of these critics are pretty harsh there, David. Or the I'm going to say, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to say that, uh, overall I liked it a lot and it was very imaginative and it, uh, I'm gonna to have to give it an eight and a half, David. Yeah, I would. I would give it a nine a higher, maybe if I saw it in 3D. I really wanted to see it in 3D. <laughs> and this might be a kind of cool movie to see in 3D that, for sure. There was there was one thing that really bothered me in the movie, but it's. I know it's gonna, you're gonna you're gonna hate me for this. What's that? There's no way that Artemis could have. I know it's a VR world and all that, but you know, you know, you still have to have some kind of rules. Uh, hint, hint. <laughs> um, but. The, the fact that Artemis was able to win the first key, did it make sense? Because motorcycles don't go in reverse, David. Mm, well, technically, she could just turn around. And uh, and you're giving a big spoiler, by the way. So, I'm sorry, David. David. Uh, <laughs> but you could, I mean, she could just turn her bike around and go forward. Yeah, I guess. You didn't have to go backwards on the track. But we're gonna leave. Yeah. We're gonna leave that this ending podcast to the people that have watched the movie because Josh just gave a spoiler. I'm sorry. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it, Josh. Can you do it? No, you can't. It's hard, David. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Like you not holding your phone straight. I mean, I just hear a bunch of rumbling and uh, I hear a bunch of noise and it's, feedback. It's showing, and, on the, it's showing on the keyboard. No, I keep getting a shitty connection here, dude. Yeah. It's, well, going, from, it's going from excellent to poor and then uh, to average. Well, maybe if you put your Wi-Fi on, you'll be in. It is on, David. David All, right. All right. So that's uh, – do we have any dislikes for the movie? Um, mm, not that I can really think of, honestly. Yeah, nothing I can really think of. Um, I mean, it was definitely like a it was definitely like a Stranger Things meets Goonies meets like a Wild Adventure like type of you know 
film. So, I mean, I, I, I feel like I can, you know, all walks of life with like this, you know, males, females, uh, families, you know, if you're seeing it with alone, alone, if you're seeing it with a couple, you know, people or whatever, like that, you can, you can definitely enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I, I did like all the references. They, re- they really like, uh, Robert Zemeckis there, apparently. Oh yeah. The Zemeckis cube. Is it make his cube? Going well, it's pretty back. cool. They had some pretty cool weapons that you could purchase too in that in that uh, oasis that he entered. Yeah, yeah. All right, two. All right, so that ends it for Ready Player One. We gave it a pretty high score. I definitely get recommend you guys checking this one out. Uh, I would say I would pay full price for this. I did see it on a uh, discount day, but I got my movie pass, so I saw it for free. Nice. So, <laughs> so, I, yeah. I recommend Movie Pass. We are not um, sponsored by Movie Pass, but once again, I would definitely recommend it to go check it out. Right. Uh, and and for a Wednesday, it wasn't that bad. I didn't have any uh, little kids bugging me or anything. Oh God! The second time, man. Second time seeing it last night. Um, I had some kid kicking my back the whole time. I just didn't want to start any shit with him in the family. Dude, I had that during Pacific Rim too. Oh fuck. So oh, speaking of Pacific Rim too. So a couple weeks ago. Black Panther just got bumped out of the number one spot. It made one point over one point five or one point seven billion dollars. It doesn't even need to be up there anymore. But anyways, Pacific Rim two or Pacific Rim Uprising, whatever you want to call it, knocked it out of the number one spot. I think it was something like twenty five million opening weekend. Good now job. this film, now this film, Ready Player One, is the number one movie in America. It knocked out Pacific Rim, which we did not even review, and that was a movie that we both saw. Wow. Yeah. You saw it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. So it's like, yeah. That's, that is crazy. Yeah. But it, I mean, it makes sense, though. There's a lot more, you know, 80s slash gamer kids out there. You mm-hmm. know, you got to gear to the rest. It's all about marketing. Yeah. And I think a lot of kids are going to like this. I think a lot of um, older people like ourselves are going to really enjoy it. Mainly from seeing all the pop culture, like I said. Um, a lot of cool tech. I mean, if you're into that type of stuff, you know, definitely come check this one out. Oh, yeah. And definitely uh, every character you could imagine in that in that movie. Oh, my God. I was, trying to, I was trying to really pick apart. And the third act, there's a huge battle scene where they show literally any 80s, 90s, probably early 2000 pop culture reference character you can think of and i was trying to pick them apart I, I i pretty much could name all pretty much all of them i think yeah they were they were a lot. pretty pretty recognizable i mean i wish i would have seen well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say wish i would have seen more of because i did see a couple of characters that i was like oh and then they died right away i'm like oh yeah like, no yeah yeah so oh well but it was a great one steven spielberg ready player one recommend it Definitely a great one. I'm going to have to read the book now. Uh, my That's right. My girlfriend's son just loaned me the book, so I got to read the book. It was based off of a graphic, graphic novel, correct? Yes, that is correct. And and his, his his opinion was totally different, but I could understand where he's coming from. They tweaked it a lot, apparently. That's usually how it is, right? I mean, when yeah. you got a well, book. Yeah, but I mean, like, like the, the whole entire story. Like, everything was different, almost. Yeah. Except for the characters, I guess. And, yeah. Okay. All right. With that being said, I think we're going to end this podcast now. We're coming up at about 24 minutes. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Until next time. Hopefully, it's not another three weeks, Josh. Yeah, it won't be, David. We're back. We're back. And we're back in effect. (laughs) No, no, we're going to start off spring on a good note, dude. And I want to review just 
pure big movies. I don't want to hit these little movies. I want to just go after the ones that look like they're actually going to be decent and worth our time. Right. Because because it's not only like, oh, we get to watch free movies on MoviePass. I mean, you know, it's it's all our our time is very valuable, right? Yes. 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 So, all right. Until next time, dude. I don't even know what movies are coming up next, really. I just Uh, know that we've got to do Avengers, of course. Oh, dude, I already got my freaking tickets like weeks ago. I'm seeing it. Are you seeing it the 26th or the 27th? I'm seeing the 26th, you son of a bitch. Don't even ask me that. That's what it's all about, David. You got to see it before the other schmucks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. So, can we do it big? Can we actually do a review on that Friday, maybe? Yeah, I can do that. We're going to have to do it. We're going to have to do it early in the morning because, you know, Josh doesn't wake up early. Hey, and guess what? I got a full time job, and Josh always forgets about that. Hey. Yeah. So, I can't we do it do, Friday. Uh, do it. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know what we could do it, sir. Okay. We'll figure it out. We'll we will figure it out. out. My yeah. secretary will get with your secretary. We'll figure it we out. Could, you know what? What time are you seeing it? Like seven? Yeah, seven on a Thursday. I'm um, uh, me, me too. I have that day off, so we could actually see it. We could do it that night if you want. Oh, it's going to be late, but we can probably coffee. review it. We'll call it late night flicks talk. Late night flicks talk with David and Josh. All right, so, dude, we got to be voiceover guys. We're too good at this stuff, right? We should do voiceovers, and then I can be like, "I'm back. Flicks talk is back. You have to listen to flicks talk. It is your life. It is your destiny." It is me, Arnold. I have another double bypass heart surgery, and I am back. <laughs> dude, dude, speaking of that, I'm surprised we didn't see a freaking. How is there no no cyborgs in that? How is there no the T1000? Why why did no one pick the T1000? No one, one picked the T1000. No one picked the T10000. The girl from Terminator Three that no one cared about. Yes, nothing was in there from Terminator. Like not even not even Skyline jets were flying around in helicopters. We Sky must Line. stop Skynet before it corrupts the world, and then we make Ready Player Two. <laughs> Ready Player Two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. All right. That being said, Flix Talk signing out. I'm David. And this is Josh from Flix Talk telling you to keep watching. All right, buddy. Peace. Peace.